For grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, happy Father's Day. And even if by chance you're, you're not a father here today, you had a father, didn't you? And so we have kind of a special day of the year when, yes, we can come together, when we can remember our fathers. And the fact of the matter is that God himself describes himself as our Father. Right? For example, we pray in the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven. We say in our creed, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Indeed, when God comes to us, he comes as a father. He wants to be remembered in that way. In our prayers, in our hymns, in our daily conversation. Our Father. And yet, unfortunately, in our world today, we have, well, many examples of bad fathers, don't we? Fathers who have left their families, who have left their children behind, who don't maybe seem to have time for their own loved ones. Fathers that simply are absent. Fathers that maybe simply come home and go straight to their man cave and can't be found. Indeed, in this day and age, we might be hesitant even to describe God as a father. When you're, you're speaking to little Sally Smith and you know that her dad is off at the bar, he's drunk most of the time, or he's been setting a bad example, you might hesitate to say, you know, Sally, God is your father, because we, we might think she, she would say, perhaps in her mind, well, if that's what God is like, I don't really want anything to do with him. But certainly when we're reaching out to people in bad situations, you know, we might be able to ask the question, well, have you ever imagined what a really great father would be like? Well, yes, for many abused children, many children from unfortunate situations, they have imagined. They've they laid in bed at night and they said, you know, if only my dad could be like Doug's dad. If only my, my dad could be, you know, like Bill's dad. If only he would come to my games. If only he would participate. If only he'd read me stories at night. If only my dad could be like that. Yes, indeed, they have imagined. They've imagined what God must be like through observing what their friends' fathers are like. Really, everyone in the world has an idea about what a great dad is. And so perhaps we remember today, what were some of the qualities that our fathers had that we really appreciated? 
Well, for myself, I remember from a young age that in our house, no one ever used the foul language. In fact, my own father was kind of a model of self-control in that area. I, I can remember as a, a, a real little boy, he had some rental properties, and one of the renters came over to complain about something. It was kind of just at the door yelling and screaming at my father, and, and my father completely losing his temper. He said the words, good grief. Right? You know, that, that's the, the kind of home I grew up in. When, you know, once a year, my dad lost his temper, good grief would come from his lips. And really, isn't that what our God is like. We know that God loves us so very much that He desires to create a wonderful space for us. It's a, a space where, where we're not being sworn at. It's a space where people treat us with respect. It's a space where you know we don't have to hear all kinds of, of foul language coming from people. That's a, a, a space of safety for our ears, isn't it? The words of our God are edifying. The words of our God build us up. The words of our God remind us of His great love for us. We are safe. We are secure. We're held carefully in God's hands. But yet on the other times, right, that we have disobeyed, there's times, yes, that you disobeyed your father. And, and really, you know, it kind of illustrates the, the difference between the, the mom and, and the dad, right? Because the, the mom always very concerned about the relationship first. The dad concerned about proper behavior first. In most cases. In most families. If I write you, you go back into the 50s and there, there was a television show entitled Wait Till Your Father Gets Home. And really isn't that how many of us were, were perhaps raised? Right, you, you, you did something, you know, it, it, it was kind of bad and your mom said to you, wait till your father gets home. He's going to hear about this. He's going to take some kind of action about this, isn't he? And indeed, in fact, our God, yes, loves us so much, He will not just allow us to do whatever we think pleases us the most, but rather He will take some action. Again, His action is not just based on His own ego being bruised. It's not just some kind of a thing where He has a power trip or He likes to make us feel miserable. It's not that He's so disappointed in the way the earth came out that He never recovered from that. 
Now he is going to, you know, exercise some anger against us. But no, in fact, it is because of God's love that he sets some boundaries. It's because of God's love that he comes and he says, hey, you shouldn't murder one another. No, it's because of God's love he comes in and he says, hey, you shouldn't be stealing things. It's because of God's love that he, yes, lays down some laws. And in fact, then there can be some very specific punishments that go along with that. Well, maybe we have, have kind of silly kid stories that we, we, we sometimes share, and you know, maybe we hesitate a, a little bit to, to share some of their, those kinds of, of stories, but I remember again as a, a young man, little kid, in fact, um, boy, maybe, maybe six years old. I get, getting ready for church on Sunday morning, and my mother said to me, I, I want you to go in your room and open up your pants drawer and I want you to take the top pair of pants out of that drawer and put them on and get ready for church. And I went in my room and I opened the drawer and all those pants were horrible. I hated them. They, they itched something fierce and I just couldn't stand those pair of pants. And so I grabbed the second pair out of the drawer and I put on those pants. You know, and then I ran out to the car at the last minute, jumped in. And my mom turned around and she looked down and she said, those are not the pants that I told you to put on. And I lied. I said, oh, mom, these were the ones that were on the top. I put them on. Yes, I did. But my mom, of course, did the laundry. She folded all the clothes. She knew exactly where the pants were in my pants drawer. She knew right away I'd been untruthful. And of course, then there was some punishment, right? Because there were some boundaries. They didn't just kind of laugh and say, Oh, ha, 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 you told a little fib first time. Oh, ho, ho. No, indeed, then came some punishment, right? I had lied to my mother. Yes, it was about something insignificant, a pair of pants and their position in the drawer. But still, right, because my parents loved me, they laid some punishment upon me because I told a lie. You see, they wanted me, yes, to, to grow up to be truthful. And that, in fact, is what good parents do, don't they? And yes, probably in many of our families, especially it was the dad, right? Wait till your father gets home. But also, our fathers forgive, don't they? And I hope for many of you, you've also experienced that forgiveness that comes from your father. 
Again, I remember as a, a young boy growing up, uh, my, my dad had his favorite shotgun, you know, double-barreled shotgun, and he had it in a, a display case. It had an open front, but mounted up on the wall. And boy, you know, he, he really cared for that, that shotgun. You know, he, he cleaned it, he oiled the stock, and, you know, he made sure that, that everything was just kind of so, and, and, you know, the seasons would come around, he'd go out and, and shoot it, but he'd clean it up again, and, you know, it looked real nice, and it, it's in the, the display case on the wall, and he valued that. And so here, here's me, little kid, Somehow one day I got in, in my head that it would be a good idea to bounce a ball off the wall where that shotgun was mounted. And it, it, you know, it wasn't as heavy as a basketball, but you know, it was probably about the same size. And you know, just kind of bounced the ball off the wall and it bounces off the floor and then I hit it again. Well, maybe you played four square back in elementary school. We're kind of going out with the, the ball and you bounce it around between yourselves. And so there I am alone in the house, you know, bouncing the ball off the wall and I'm, I'm having a good time and I'm hitting the ball harder and harder and well, you guess what happened? My ball hit the shotgun, the shotgun fell off the pegs, right? it fell about five feet to the floor, broke the stock. Big piece of the stock. Just broke it off. And that was one of the days my mom said, wait till your father gets home. But you know what? My dad forgave me for that. And in fact, you know, he, he contacted kind of a, an, an expert in, in repair of, you know, stocks and that sort of thing. And, you know, the, the fella, you know, put, put a couple of screws up in there to fasten it back in place and he plugged the holes. And, and then the, the fella did some inlay over the place where the bro broken, you know, part was still apparent. And so he had, you know, some of those woodworking tools and, you know, he made some fancy designs into the stock, and at the end, well, I would say it was better than new, right? It was fancier now. It was better. I, I really did a good thing. I didn't care. No, that's not it, is it? But you know what? My, my dad took that kind of a, a bad situation. I had, you know, broken probably one of his favorite possessions, and he put it back together and he covered it over and he made it look nice again. And dear friends, isn't that also what our God can do? Even when we've taken something important in our life and broken it, even when we've made some terrible mistakes and committed sin, even though we have really messed it up, God can take those broken things and make them new again. And dear friends, then when we remember our own fathers today, 
I hope that as I've been speaking, you can recall too some wonderful stories from your childhood. Stories of how your own fathers were examples to you. Stories about how they too were like God. Yes, the stories of how they disciplined you to, to make you strong, to make you take the right path. And stories of how they forgave you. And they took the times in your life where you really messed up, where you, you really blew it, where you really broke it. And they loved you anyway. And they received your confession. And they offered their forgiveness. And they took this situation, whatever it might have been, and they put it back together. And they made it whole. That's how much God loves you. Your Father. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.